0: So that was last week, the week before, we had the lovely Keith Lockhart, and uh, I believe, I wasn't in, but I believe he sang prophetically, he he shared prophetically, and he just talked about listening to God, and um, I heard that was wonderful. And the week before that was Danielle Pathak. Um, so it's lovely to hear We American accent, and, uh, and she followed on a little bit with our Identity series, but before that, um, we had just introduced <laughs> Um, our series on Identity. And uh, we're going to continue that. I feel like what, what we're going to be doing over the next while is just slicing it in. And that's okay, in amongst other things, because I know Alan Carson is coming down from Belfast um, in, in a few weeks, and uh, he's going to be talking about compassion. So the Identity series is just being slotted in, and um, it's so exciting um, and so wonderful. So um, if you, I haven't met you before... Um, my name is Rebecca, and me and my husband Ben have um, have started this um, this church led on uh, God's calling. So um, it's just fantastic um, to be here this morning talking to you. I did bring a little bit of a prop um, this morning, as uh, I love props. Um, but uh, yeah, so as we are going to be leaning in, talking about reclaiming the ground. Um, and I guess you've all seen one of these in action, maybe bopped along a little bit to one. Um, but uh, when it's plugged in, it shines all around, doesn't it? And it moves around. But um, I don't actually have a parlay for it, so I'm going to put it just above groom's head here. And, uh, and because I don't have a parlay for it, I just thought it's pretty useless. So I'm just going to just stick a bowl over it, right? And uh, yeah, because it's... Like well, it's not going to work today, but um, and that was a cool prop, right? <laughs> um, I would love um to just pray um before we kick off here. Yeah, Lord, I thank you that you are amazing, and we just bring our worship to you this morning. Just on a prayer, just to say we love you. And I just release your peace in this room. And I release your joy in this room this morning. And maybe we just come with expectation, yeah, of what you're going to be speaking to us about, of maybe how you're going to be healing us this morning, even while we listen. Just increase our expectation. Amen. So the last time I spoke, we were talking about uh, just those healthy rhythms of, do you love me? Asking Jesus, do you love me? Are you proud of me? And not just answering those from a head place, but answering those from a heart place and just waiting on the Lord to just go, yes, I do, and, and this is why. Or this is what I'm saying to you today. And, uh, and I think those rhythms as we just continue um, daily, just to, to ask him those questions. I think that's really healthy. Today we're talking about reclaiming ground. And, uh, and for some of you, you might think, like, here, Rebecca, maybe, um, you know, just about holding my ground. You're talking about reclaiming more ground. You're talking about um, stepping forward, um, taking steps, from actually, the ground below me just feels really wobbly. The ground below me is, is hardly even holding me. You might just feel like reclaiming the ground. It's just a bit, bit, bit too much this morning, Rebecca. But um, holding the ground um, is what is what I'm doing. Some days, um, I don't know about you, but my um, my day just can feel like I'm under fire. And uh, it depends on whether I've been woken up, up at half five by my son, who lovingly says, I don't know what to do. And I uh, and, and can start my day off by, oh, I need to get ready. And, uh, and then I will hurry to get sandwiches made, I will get um, uniforms ready, I will get anything sort of last minute that we look in the school bag and we go, ah, oh no, we've forgotten all of this homework. Um, I will get the voice loaded up. I will say Breakfast. And uh, and have you brushed your teeth? And maybe then the toothpaste drills down the jumper. And we get them off to school and hurry, hurry. And uh, and some, they're so not every morning's like this in the house. But I'm just giving you some mornings, Louise. Yes. Morning. Um, we'll high five later. And at some mornings, I leave them in, and I feel like there should be a red carpet and champagne for parents to get their school, get their kids to school. Um. But some mornings I leave them in, and I think oh no, did I say I love you? Did they know that I loved them this morning? Um, and uh, and I start to feel like oh man, I'm a really quick mum. I, I shouldn't, you see, if my boys had had that mum, oh, they would be on a winner there. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be on a winner. Because um, I actually, I don't think I've been called to this. <laughs> I don't think that um that this thing, i'm not very good at this what will you find and i can start living out of that and i just feel like you know i've been lined up i'm like i'm, I'm just on a firing range you know like i've just been fired at or maybe you know i tend to over things and so i can do that a little bit in my head about just over analyzing people's responses that may be from the the shopkeeper who gives me the money back home was he angry <laughs> and uh, picking up on feelings. And I'm a counsellor, and that's that's what I'm good at, but that can go wrong for me too. Um, and it just feels like I'm under fire. And, uh, and whenever I was little, like, my voice, um, I sort of just felt like um, a little bit scared to use my voice because I think um, I didn't understand that I was... Um, uh, you know a processor like um, I would process things inwardly and so whenever I came out with something to say I felt like you know this was it so if anyone shot it down I was crumpled um, but that's what happened with teachers they they shot me down a little bit after I had come out and used my voice um, so I felt like my voice much like people who are and um, subject to Simon Kyle's x are shot down for using their voice. Um, Sometimes people who um, have believed all their life that they have this beautiful voice and then they stand up and Simon's like, it's rubbish. Um, You feel just a little bit um, on the firing range. And for me, um, even bringing my boys around some shops this past week, it's felt like atmospheres are just a little bit darker. Um, You know, I brought them into... uh, to a shop, and they, they were seeing, like, images that were just really dark. I don't show my boys horror movies, but it was, like, just showing them images that they can keep. And we went to get some apples or bananas somewhere, and there was, like, a gory hand reaching out with blood and all dripping off it. And uh, and, uh, and this is sort of, like, sometimes we can just pick up an atmosphere, and it feels like, oh, my goodness. Like, are we the light? Like, I feel like sometimes it feels like the world is maybe bigger than my God. What is that when I feel small and everything else feels bigger? I am just holding my ground. And I remember somebody saying about the armour of God, and it's, it's fantastic to remember the armour of God. I remember somebody gave me a two-page how to put on the armour of God. That did not feel as fantastic as I looked at it and thought, "Oh my word, I don't really have time for this," and this feels much like David's armor did, very heavy. Um, and when we, you know, it just didn't feel like it was going to be um, a good thing for me to religiously put on um, this, uh, do this two-page. Um, how to put on the armour. But what I felt the Lord really highlighting in that is, my joy is strength. And when we press into just who he is, and when we have our good rhythms of of actually walking and stepping into intimacy with him, he gives us his joy. And his joy is the strength. And that is the armour. And it's wonderful. But why does it sometimes feel like God is small? Like we are small. I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if um, if any of those situations rang a bell. Um, I wonder if it's for you, it's the workplace that maybe you just feel like, do you know what, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing everything that I have. I have all these brilliant ideas and I'm, I'm doing my best, but I'm not quite getting there, you know. I'm not, like they seem to be just elevated in work and, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm so faithful. But it's not happening for me. Oh, I'm on a firing range. My finances, what's happening to them? The, the, I, I'm trying to get freedom. I'm trying so hard, but every time I try, I'm just not getting there. I just feel like I'm caught in this cycle of um just hopelessness we're not we're not able to break out maybe for you it's anxiety and it's oh i'm just crippled this is i'm just i'm just in agony over this i can't do anything i can't go outside i can't talk to people i don't want to i want to put my head down and the devil has you knocked out ah if i can just keep this little game going on this is great, I don't really need to do anything, says he. Maybe it's in relationships, maybe it's in marriage. This isn't getting any better. I've tried. We've gone to counselling, we've done and just I'm seeing no change. We're in this cycle of not getting free. And it feels overwhelming. And it feels like you're just holding your ground don't tell me Rebecca to take any more ground I'm okay in this little spot here because I'm just about able to hold my head up on a Sunday but you know come four o'clock on a Sunday after we've signed we're living for your glory and four o'clock hits and we're like reaching for the biscuits <laughs> I'm a bit depressed right, give me the wine you know, it, we're, we're, we're holding our ground. We're receiving messages. I think I have a, a visual for this. Um, we're receiving messages at a fast pace, right? Our phones just go off all the time. We're always there. Beep, beep. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's somebody who has had a, an amazing day. Oh, oh, but my day, I've just actually been been in this terrible conflict. And actually, that's, oh, but they're having a great day. And look at them. Oh, they're at Disneyland. Oh, my goodness, I want their life. Give me their life. Um, you know, we, we compare ourselves. Just me. <laughs> um, we compare ourselves, um, and we hear messages. And I, and I feel like, actually, we see things on our little news app that we sort of aren't really meant to see. You know, we get like these, we look at the news and we're like, oh, this is happening away over in this other country. And I feel like it's too much sometimes. And it just weighs. Very rarely is there any very positive news. I don't know if I come away from my little news app going, Wah! Sometimes, but not a lot. And the phone can just stick to you, can't it? Or the, the apps, beep, 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 beep. The messages that we're getting are so fast and furious. I um, do counselling once a week, and uh, a, wee, um, a wee line that comes up again, and again is, um, you know, well, what do you think? You know, I might be saying, what do you think we might we might do about this? You know, what, what do you think we might want to change here? And the response is, oh, I think that one day. Um, I'm gonna wake up and it's all gonna be better and uh, and, I, and I've got to say that that comes from a really a really um, hopeful place and I think I do believe that we stand in miracles. Like, I do believe that God's in that. And I do believe that things can change very quickly but but for the most, I feel like it's putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I mean so many times I've thought I'm gonna to go to bed tonight and wake up. Just, you know, a couple of stone lighter and um, really joyful rather than a stressful morning. And actually, it hasn't, you know, it doesn't happen like that. Actually, that'll happen whenever I step by step make healthy decisions. Um, we just feel like um, the same patterns can be coming an up and up again. Um, how can we be built to last, and to thrive. We've hidden away. We've hidden away. The the enemy's just got us where he wants us. Just occupy yourself with your, 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 your issues that keep going round and round, and maybe with other churches, maybe with other Christians, let's occupy yourself a little bit there. Compare yourself. Think about them. What are they doing wrong? Um, and, and he's just got like, yeah, you're not going to be going for the kingdom whenever I've got you distracted like this. In my house, over the past week um, or two weeks, we've been watching The Hobbit. I never, ever wanted to watch The Hobbit, but now I am delighted that it's like a proper program rather than um, Transformers or um, Paw Patrol or it's actually like got real people in it. So <laughs> I have jumped into it. And uh, in The Hobbit, um, I, does that, has anybody watched it? Has anybody watched The Hobbit? We've got Keith at the back. There's a few. In The Hobbit, written by Tolkien, um, there is a mountain. And in the mountain, um, there is some dwarves, gold. So there's gold. And the dwarves used to live in this mountain. And it was a glorious mountain. And one day a dragon came. And took over the mountain and destroyed the land. And he now sleeps on the gold in the mountain. And uh, and this this wizard, Gandalf, feels that it's time that the dwarves reclaim the mountain. And he goes um, to a hobbit's house. And hobbits are people who kind of live in little round doors in little hills. They're quite happy to stay there. And this is what he says to this particular hobbit. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure that I am arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Well, I should think so in these parts. We are plain, quiet folk and have no use for adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things make you bit for dinner. So, um... I love that because he's scared. He doesn't want an adventure. In the end, it's kind of forced upon him, maybe, but uh, he doesn't want an adventure. I wonder if you remember at school um, playing chasees. Hands up. Um, yeah, so the idea is that you would have, we always had this circle in our playground that we would have Dan on. And uh, the idea was that you, you know, someone was on. And you had your den, your safe place, and then if you got caught, free me! You stood like, I don't know what that sort of stand is. Free me! And then somebody had to climb underneath your legs and free you. Um, and uh, and if you were like me, you would sort of stand in den and go, I'm out, I'm back in, I'm out, and then you would go, oh. But you never really wanted to stay in den, right? You, wanted to, you knew that like, there was someone there, I'm going to get you. If you come on a den, I'm going to get you. But you knew that you could sprint over. Like if you could distract them over here, you could sprint over here. And you could free, free me. You could free your friend. So you're like, yes. And uh, you make a charge and you just hope for the best. Otherwise, dun, dun, dun. free me. I feel like the enemy's doing that to us. You know, if you come out, if you step out of the Den, I'm going to get you. The most unsafe place for you to be, and most unfree place, is in Den. If God's will is for you to be somewhere else, if God's will, if God is wanting you on an adventure to step out, it's really scary, actually. And actually, you're fooling yourself if you think you're free in den. You're not free in your cosy hobbit house. Wimber says everyone gets to play. I don't think he meant Jesus. Everyone gets to play. Matthew 16 and 24. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. I brought another broth Me this picture that he had um, bought me a ticket. And he bought you your tickets too, yay! Um, to a concert, and uh, we'd actually already got um, tickets, but it was uh, it was just to see the band, right? But he had got us an access all areas pass, and he said, you know, like this, this here. Is for seeing, like, I've never been VIP. I mean, I've been VIP cinema in The Odyssey, and it's wonderful. But I imagine going VIP properly to a concert is something else. Like, you go backstage, maybe, and you get to meet the people who are actually doing the concert. And maybe um, you get, like, a little drink, I don't know. Um, but there's more, right? And I felt like God was saying, I died, paid. I paid for your ticket, I paid for an Access All Areas ticket, but some of us just want to see the concert. Can you imagine being offered a VIP ticket to your favourite band? Think now who that is, you don't have to share if it's embarrassing. Um, But, uh, you know, imagine, like, you wouldn't be saying, no, it's okay, take your VIP ticket back. Uh, I'm alright with just seeing from the back of the <laughs> the concert and watching from there. If you thought that you could get to go backstage, you could get your free drink. Um I mean I, I don't think that I would. And I felt like God was saying, you know, I've given you so much um access and the enemy's actually making us um cower and go, we'll just we'll just make two Worshipping you on a Sunday is brilliant, and that is enough. No, he's given us glow sticks in the dark. He he's given us glow sticks in the dark. My boys went outside this week and um, I let them out and said uh, they were in the garden and said uh, they were running by, and I was it just got darker and darker, and I thought I can't really see you out there. And some parents would close the door and lock it at this stage, you no? Know? Um, but I thought, I'm going to give you glow sticks so I can see you. And uh, I'm to run around, and all I saw was these lights. I thought, that's what he's calling us to. He's calling us to run in the dark. Don't go in somewhere and think, this is so dark. I need to get out and go back to my den. Go in and bring the light. Let's see what the Bible says. We are reading from Luke 4. So it will be up on the screen. If you have a Bible and you prefer that, then um, I think there's one before that, is there? Yeah. So um, Jesus? Jesus had just been baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he is on this high moment. And he's just like, this is amazing, right? It's written, people don't live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it'll all be yours. Jesus answered, it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it's written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it said, don't put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. I wonder um, if you've recognised the high points of, uh, you know, that your time's with Jesus and you're like, I am on a mountain. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in this desert being challenged. Maybe you find yourself just going, oh, my word, my finances They're just not coming together. Lord, where are you? And Jesus, um, Jesus was coming from a high point and the Holy Spirit led him into the desert. Why? That's strange. Go and tell him to go and do all the good stuff. No, because he led him into the desert because he wanted him to learn the devil's techniques. The devil gave um, Jesus three, three temptings. Right? He tested him three times, I guess. Or, um, and he wanted to go face. He wanted Jesus to go face to face with the enemy. Um, it doesn't actually say that the enemy was in physical form. So I imagine if you've ever had that little voice in your head going, "Just do it." <laughs> I think that's probably what happened, because Jesus was taking on the new Adam. Jesus was the new Adam, and if you remember what I spoke about maybe a couple of weeks ago, it was that that actually Adam and Eve tipped their authority, they gave their authority to the enemy in that moment in the Garden of Eden, they said, it's okay, Um, we're going to do this, this is our choice, you can have the authority, and all of a sudden, um, the enemy had the authority, right? And that's why the enemy is offering authority. Um, So Jesus is going, right, I'm living this. And I'm going to learn on the first field how to defeat you. Because there will be other times that you will come against me, Satan, I know. But I'm going to defeat you on the first field. And I'm going to get good. And I need to be in this high place. And maybe... Um, we don't sometimes realise that when we are in the desert when we are struggling ah, it feels like God's left us this is this amazing opportunity to go you know I'm going to host the Holy Spirit more in this moment he's got more for us there's areas that we have to go to to wrestle with and go I chose you God in this moment and the Holy Spirit goes boom Have more of my presence. I want to release more, but you need to release more. And trust that I have not left my son Jesus in the desert, and I'm not leaving you in yours. And uh, so, Jesus, so the 40 days in the desert, that's biblical. Noah in the ark, the Israelites in the wilderness. This is just a time of testing. But I wonder, whenever Jesus is speaking, I've always read that, like Jesus is saying, it is written, people do not live on bread alone. But I wonder if he was saying, it's written, remind myself, it's written, people don't live on bread alone. And he's declaring it, and maybe he's lying somewhere, going, oh my goodness, this is hard, I'm hungry. Hungry? God's got more. The second time, he said, the authority and splendor, it can all be yours. Jesus might be thinking that, you know, that might be a voice. We need to get really good and strong at knowing those voices. Is that from God? Let me test that. Is that from God? Is that from the enemy? If that's from the enemy, then God's got more for me. I'm going to fight this battle on the first field. So he led him up and he said, all the authority can be yours, all the power. Oh, that's tempting. We've all stepped into that, haven't we? We've all sort of had that question of, do I want power and glory? Do I want food? And and Jesus reminds himself. And that's why we need to have these healthy rhythms, right? We need to have these healthy rhythms that we know what the Bible says in those moments. We're like, I need to remind myself. Stick them all around your room if you need to. What about throwing yourself down? What about saying, is God really there? Are you there, God? Are you there? No, I'm not going to do that either. He challenged him three times. And then, I think it's really interesting because... Um, that wasn't the devil's defeated, right? We know when that happened. Um, but uh, he says the devil, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. He'll come back. He'll come back around again. But Jesus learned the techniques, didn't he? And he drew close to the Father. And I felt Jesus is not afraid to put us into difficult places like he was to shape our souls, to draw us closer, and to teach us how to live out of our true identity. The enemy is the father of lies, and we need to recognize those different voices that we think, oh, that's the world. Oh, that's, that's that. You know, or, or, or that's that person. They just said that because, you know, um, this is who I am. No, we need to know who we are. So we can go, ah, that's not right. That's not from God. I can discern that. I can work that out. Another Hobbit quote. It does not do to leave a live dragon out of your calculations if you live near him. No, let's learn the voice. Let's learn the voices that we hear. Let's get good at that. Let's get resilient in that. Maybe for you, you're experiencing some of those, ah, oh, I feel knocked down, right? I feel under fire in so many areas. I'm about to give up. This is a, an amazing opportunity to go, yes, and more. There's a song I was once in darkness. None of my eyes can see. I was lost, but Jesus came and found me. Oh, what hope he offers. Oh, what joy he offers. Oh, what peace he gives. And I felt peace for us. Peace for us is a weapon of mass destruction. And you might think, actually, that's just who I am. That's just how I feel. I feel peaceful. And um, You bring that and you release that in places. And you will destroy the works of the enemy. I... I grew up in the 80s and um, I watched The Karate Kid. Did anybody else? Um, there is a moment, The Karate Kid, for those who do not know The Karate Kid, um, it, um, there's a boy, Daniel LaRusso, and he is learning karate. And uh, he meets his trainer, Mr. Miyagi, who is just a neighbour, I think, but uh, he starts to learn to... Um, Mr. Miyagi has him doing all these exercises, like polishing his, his um, fence and doing all these different exercises to train him in karate. Um, and he does that, and he's so committed to it. Daniel LaRusso. And then Mr. Miyagi starts actually teaching him proper karate. and um, there, there is a scene, and I am going to show it. Um, there is a scene where he is up against his arch enemy, and, uh, and he's been training too. And he gets this advice. Um, he knocks um, Daniel Russo. He's, he's halfway through the fight. And he's, like, he's wrecked. And he's like, go for his weak spot. The enemy knows our vulnerable weak spots. He says, go for that weak spot, that weak leg. And he does. And he gets him done. He sweeps the leg. I think it's like an illegal move in karate. But he sweeps the leg. And uh, and that could have been Daniel LaRusso done, But because of his training and because of his healthy rhythms, get one going, um, something different happened. So will we watch that? <laughs> I love those moments. <laughs> um, you see the the guy who actually kicked him was like, you're great, Daniel Russo. I think. It was just a little reminder to us that you know like you know the enemy can use a lot of things to get us done you know so um you might think oh you know it's just my work it's just the way they are it's just my friends it's just what they're saying but just listen to the voice like know what voice you're hearing um he has called us, if you remember, back to like Narnia and Aslan goes, and he just breathes his air, his breath over the ones that are frozen. They're standing there, free us, and he just goes, with my authority, you are free, and um, we're not safe hiding in our den. The enemy has kept our head down for too long. <coughs> it's time to. Um, just know who we are and get our head up and and start um, playing um, or participating playing um, participating in the game and free people Robbie Dawkins has um, this really good analogy of this man who went into a shop and um, he wanted to cut down some trees so he got an electric chainsaw and uh, he bought the chainsaw and he Um, was back the next day with the chainsaw in the bag and he said, look, this doesn't work. And the the guy who sold him the chainsaw was like, right, okay. Um, Plugged it in. (laughs) Um, Did you plug that in? No. Um, Right. So we need to stay connected, don't we? We need to stay connected to our power source if we want um, to be powerful for the kingdom of God. Um, it would be great if, um, you know, our long <coughs> prayers and our um, sort of religious routines made us powerful, but they don't. Um, we say yes to Jesus, and, uh, and we stay connected to the Holy Spirit, and he brings the power. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy is trying to take his authority back. Jesus paid. He paid for all, access all areas. He paid to see things in 3D. He paid to see, to have us go into the darkness and for it to brighten up. He paid for all of that. And he took the authority. He took the authority back at the cross and he gave it to us. And we have the authority... We have the authority to shine. We have the authority to change things up. We are dangerous. We have the authority. Do not hear the lie that we don't. We do. We have the authority. If we stay connected, right, to the Holy Spirit, we stay connected to Jesus in those healthy rhythms. We have the authority. So don't be scared to go into dark places um, this week. So... The enemy is desperately trying to get it back. And, uh, and I do believe he's keeping our heads down. I do believe that he is, um, is keeping us distracted with other churches, with other people, with our own staff. We're never getting free. You are free. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Because it's fun. If I stood in that den whenever I was a kid, and was like, oh, I'm just going to have fun this break time here. It's not fun. It's not fun. So go and play. Go and participate. Go and um, follow on that adventure. For you, I wonder what that looks like. I wonder what that means for you this week. Come out of hiding. Matthew 5 so we slide? is yes, oh matthew 5 14 to 16 says you are the light of the world a time built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl <laughs> we see the lovely light that could have shone so brightly it wasn't connected. Not you, Grimm. <laughs> 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 Grim's the example this morning. <laughs> the, the, love, the, the love. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone. Everyone in Binder. Everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but whenever I see somebody who's, like, happy and joyful, they shine a little bit. You know, it's not fake, I don't mean that. But whenever somebody knows um, the peace of Jesus, they shine a little bit. Other people see it. Other people are hungry for it. Other people are standing in Bangor going, free me! I don't know how and I don't know why, but free me! Because I'm stuck. Don't stay in churches. If they knew that this is what they needed, they might say that. Don't stay in your tent. Free me! We have the freedom. We have it. Can you imagine if church... On a whole, stop being scared. I really feel like God has called us to find where to exercise a muscle, and the muscle is called risk. Ooh, <laughs> you'll not be here next week. You'll not be here next week. Okay, <laughs> have a rest, <laughs> but risk more. Um, but I feel like that muscle really needs to be exercised. We need to press in to feeling uncomfortable. Oh my goodness, whenever I prayed for that woman in the fish and ship shop, did I feel normal? No. Did I feel uncomfortable? Yes. But she got healed. Now if I hadn't, she wouldn't. And she would have been sore, still. We have to feel weird. Sorry. But it's good, because there's freedom. There's freedom for more. The last hobbit quote, for anybody who doesn't like a hobbit, this is just a nightmare of a talk, really, isn't it? (laughs) Hobbit. Then something tookish woke up inside of him. Oh, I should explain tookish, shouldn't I? The tooks were um, like adventurers, explorers. Um, Hobbits were not. Then something tookish. And Bilbo was sort of part tookish. He was a bit different from the other hobbits. Then something tookish woke up inside him, and he wished to go and see the great mountains, and hear the pine trees and the waterfalls, and explore the caves, and wear a sword instead of a walking stick. If we relied on this for its power and presence instead of ourselves, what an adventure. What would happen? I think that we would see increased freedom, more fun, more healings, more boldness, more creativity. And I think there would therefore be a rise in employment. I think there would be a rise in improvement of mental health. I think there would be less need for GP appointments. I think there would be an improvement in education, I think that seafront that we look at, and we talk about, might be might be changed up a little bit. Now think now for a moment about your own circumstance. What needs what needs to be lit up? Is it your job? Is it somewhere in Bangor? Is it the poverty? Is it it the young people in Bangor? What feels hopeless? What feels hopeless in Bangor? What feels hopeless in your life? And then go for it. Because we can do more than he did. But we do need to get out of den. An increase of his kingdom will cause things to rise. Yeah. So um, in Bangor, when you pass things, um, that you feel, oh, I don't like that, and I feel a bit hopeless, call it to rise. In your own life, and there's circumstances that are going on, and they feel... Oh, I feel not done again. Call them to rise. Have boldness. Have purpose. Oh, now I understand. I actually was born so that I could call things to rise. And you are in Banger Vineyard because you have been called. And you are... Called to call things to rise. You are being called to call things to rise. You know what I mean, right? You need to call things into being. You need to speak them to (coughs) rise. As Aslam breathed and the frozen were thawed, breathe. Breathe on things for freedom. Okay. I feel like for some um, people, um, something Turkish is starting to wake up a little bit. That actually, um, the yes, you know, yes to, to this area in my life. And actually that access, all areas. Um, that's a yes, isn't it, to Jesus? And we need to, to say yes, we allot you access all areas. So, what I'm going to do is ask you just to to stand for now, um, and uh, I'm just going to pray over all of us, and if you do then want to receive more prayer from anybody, um, then please come forward. There might be something that you're like, I just need to stand with something as I call this thing to rest. I just need to, to just know that I'm not playing chases on my own, that I'm not running around trying to free people, that I need community and get into life group as well, because that that will give you community too. But I just need to stand with somebody this morning as I call this to rise in my life. Okay. Yeah. So there's just a. a Act 4. It's just a prayer of, um, of blessing. I'm just going to pray it over us. Father, <coughs> we just thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you've called us to the more. We thank you that you've called us. Um, yeah, called us to greatness. Because you're great will you enable your servants to speak the word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for being here with us. And just in your own, in your innermost, if you just want to say yes to more, to walking into the dark, knowing that this is what you were called to, then just do that. And Lord, just take all our worship from our hearts this week, today. And may we breathe life. Wherever we go in this time, in our workplaces, in our family, in our relationships, in our finances, in our issues that feel like we're never getting free, may we, may we shine. May we call them to rise in your name. Amen.